Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is. A uh, quick couple things before we get started. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash getheavypodcast. $1 a month gets you in the door. Early access to episodes and bonus content. Rate, subscribe, follow, and review the podcast on all audio outlets. Uh, it really does help. Check out the YouTube. Hit that notifications bell, subscribe button. Doesn't mean shit to you, but it means a lot to me. And check out the merch, localshop.com slash goodheavypodcast. We got new merch dropping soon. I appreciate everyone that supported so far. Also, go ahead and give us a call on the Get Heavy hotline, 805-666-2314. And uh, you can leave your weird story, message, answer the question of the week, uh, rates, reviews, fucked up shit, send your memes, texts, voicemails, whatever you want. Uh, know that it will maybe used on the podcast if it is good. Having said all that, enjoy the episode. Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Pensales. The number of people I've just found out having um, COVID, it's just Who'd, like... No. You, oh, you have it? No, I don't. But oh, the number of people I think that are like rolling might, into actually, my life that are... I just found out I might me. have it right now. Put it away. Give it back. I know. It's like, <laughs> dude, so here, here's like... I had went to Christmas with my family. I'm from Ventura. Hi. Nice to meet you, by the way. I'm Craig. Hi. <laughs> yeah, how are you? I'm Lynx. Good Sorry to to, uh, for all the, you know, miscommunication, all that shit. It, it, no and it worries. is what it is. You know, yeah. I just figured you were doing some rock star shit and you didn't want to talk to me. Turkey soup. Yeah. So I with a turkey carcass. Yeah. Right. Hey, well, that's, that's metal as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, on Christmas, I go to my mom's house. I have a massive family. I have three kids. I have a wife, the whole deal. Right. And, uh, my mom texts me like three days later and goes like, I got COVID. I'm like, great. Perfect. Right. So everyone in my family has it except for us. We didn't, we don't have it. None of us are sick. We're fucking all good. Right. You know, we got tested for it and the whole deal. I go on a mountain bike ride today. Uh, cause I'm trying to make fitness with my buddy. And he texts me like literally 20 minutes ago. Hey, man, my kid's got COVID. I'm like, you mother fucker, man. No. <laughs> so, so here we are again. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, here we go, dude. You know, so I'm not the healthiest guy on earth, but I'm not the not healthiest guy on earth. I beat I beat right. the shit like it feels like 20 times. So right. anyway, I don't know, man. Yeah. Fuck. What are we going to do? Yeah, in know? that interim, I just got I just got a text from my boss saying that somebody else at work has it. And I'm just like, no, just just keep it away from me. Yeah. Yes. What do you uh, what do you actually do for work? By day, I manage a Pilates studio here Ooh, in Los, nice. Los Angeles. There you yeah. go. Good for you. A lot of fun. It's a good That's way to beautiful. stay in shape. I'm a yeah. big fan of yoga. I may not look like okay. it, but I actually I'm I'm a I'm a pretty serious yoga guy. I have I really zero like patience it. for yoga. But... Do you? Yeah. That's, I mean, I, mean, I know I Pilates and yoga are it, different, but. but... You know. But yeah, it's uh it's yeah, it's a different modality, but and I what, do what is it about it yoga that you hate? I just don't have the patience for it. Really? I don't know. It's just I love mindfulness, I love meditation, I love getting quiet and silent and focusing, but 
when it comes to yoga, I can't do that at the same time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I guess it, I need the, the three plus three of Pilates or whatever. But Is it, is it the same stretching or is it totally, is Pilates totally different? It's a I feel like modality. you're not allowed to take a Pilates class as a man. Is that is that true? Oh no, totally. You can totally do it. We've got a lot of we got <laughs> a lot you? of dudes, some super strong. Yeah, dudes, but like LA guys, though, right? Bodybuilders. Yes. All right. Former okay. bodybuilders. We've got dads. We've got you know people who play sports and just want to stay limber for those. All right. We got a lot right. of folks from different. You know. All right. I'm more judging myself than judging you because I just don't know. Like walking into a yoga studio is already hard enough as like a bearded white man. You know what I mean? Like without like a weird dumb hipster hat and a man bun. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. You can walk into a Pilates studio. That's a fucking next level shit, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty freaking cool. I bet. So what's the difference in the actual movement? Is it like exercise more driven or what is it? Yeah, Pilates it focuses on building the small muscles that surround the larger muscle groups that we're used to. So like we're used to the biceps, the triceps, mm-hmm. the quads, the hamstrings. There's a lot of other little interstitial muscles that help uh, stabilize mm. those muscle groups and stabilize the skeleton and okay. really do a lot to keep you in alignment. Now they do do a lot of the same things because I do know that yoga does that beautifully. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the poses and things and just breathing into stuff i would rather you know do maybe five reps of something that really mm. that i've really got to focus and think about break a sweat okay. thinking about you know like yeah. i can break a sweat doing three plies as a ballet sure. dancer yeah versus i don't know like even like running a mile right right yeah it makes sense actually because the yoga that I do is like DDP yoga. It's like Diamond Dallas Page, like oh, that ex wrestler, nice. right? Yeah. So it is, it is legit yoga, but he yeah. changed all the names and shit, and he's like yelling at you the whole time. And that's the yoga that I like. My wife, fucking I could get, get into it. that. My wife, I can hates get into it, that. She's like, I do not want to be yelled at while I'm fucking stretching. And I'm like, that's the only way I can live, man. You know? right? I might be able to get into that. Yeah, it's it's actually check it out, dude. It's fucking pretty incredible. But, you nice. know, if you're on the Pilates world, you you know what's up, you know, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a wild it's been a wild month. Been a wild fucking couple of years, honestly, I guess. You know? To say the least. Yes. Yeah. So how is, uh, obviously, singer of Old Blood now, pretty recent, last couple of years, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, how's, that, how's that ride been? It's amazing. It's, yeah. I landed in the right place. I landed at home, and all of a sudden, all my brothers were right there. It's just, nice. I, and I only have sisters in real life. So, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but these guys are crazy talented, and they've helped me up my game while Mm. also meeting me where I was with the kind of music that I wanted to be performing. Mm. And there it is. We're working on writing the next album. Um, It's almost done. Um, It's almost composed. Um, We don't even have a date to go into the studio with it yet, but um, we do have the second leg of our Acid Doom tour coming up. Mm. I know. Yeah. You guys are starting it. I think in Ventura, right? Uh, yes, in March, yeah. uh, we yeah. March fourth, I believe, yeah. on March fourth. I'm excited. Um, we just got to. We just. Ch- I just changed the show to a bigger, a better venue. It's going to be all ages. Uh, it's a pretty cool nice. spot. So my buddy Marco's nice. doing it. So it'll be. It was going to be a, a very small bar here in Ventura, and it's 
I, my band barely fits. You don't, you can't fit on the stage. There's just no, okay. no room for it. And it's, it's perfect in the sense that it's a dive bar and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, yeah. Ventura's a, have you ever been up here to Ventura? Yes, I have. Okay. I love it yeah. up there. It's beautiful. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it's kind of a weird scene cause it's got the whole Nardcore history, the punk rock history and all that, you know, but everyone is pretty fucking cool. I always, yeah. you know, I always feel so weird because LA and I've played in LA for many, many years over the last 25 years. And, and not that I'd never fit in over there, but it is, it's hard to like find a group of people. It feels like, you know what I mean? It takes a long fucking time. And when we did lock in, we locked in hard with, with some really, really good friends, you know? Um, but Ventura is so inclusive as far as it goes, you know what I mean? Like you have bands that are different genres on shows and everyone shows up for them. It's not just a doom show or just a, this show. Um, so it, it's pretty, I, I really, it's what's kept me here for the last 25 years. Cause you know, I'd love to move out of state, but it just, I, it's my friends and family and it's what keeps me here and the beach, you know? Okay. Yes. No. The coast is kind of hard to leave. It's hard, right? Are you from this area? Where are you from? I'm originally from the Seattle area. Oh, um, okay. I've been down here though. Officially as of this last year, it's been ha- over half my life. Now. Oh, okay. So 23 It'll be 24 years next month. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Isn't it weird how we hold on to, like, you know, you've spent the majority of your life here now, but you still have to say, like, I'm from the desert originally. I grew up way out in Death Valley, like, way Ah, the fuck out there. You know what I mean? Like, not the fun Death Valley either. Not, like, cool Joshua Tree Death Valley. Like, terrifying white trash Death Valley, (laughs) you know? So, (laughs) But I still... Trona Ridgecrest. Trona. Yes, exactly. I'm from Trona. I'm from Trona. That's where I'm from. Yeah. It's nuts. The center of all those quakes. Yes. Yes. No cops. No fucking. I've been driving since I was 10. My dad owned a gold mine when I was a kid. You know what I mean? It was a different. Yeah. There's all the quarries out there and all the mines out there. Yeah. Yeah. But I've lived here since I was 12 and I still say I'm from the desert. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's like 30 years at this point, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. You know, it's, it's weird that you got to hold on to that stuff. I moved here when I was 21 and I still root for the Mariners and the Seahawks. And, right. You know, right. Yeah. Refuse to get a Dodgers hat. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. we might have to end the podcast, but <laughs> you can take the girl out of the Northwest, but you can not take her you. out of her flannel. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. You know? Yeah. I feel you, man. What, what can you do? You know, but so you grew up in Seattle, you lived there most of your life where in, in Seattle proper or like outskirts? I was in Issaquah, um, okay. which is basically, if you're familiar with the area, there's like downtown Seattle and you cross a lake, you mm-hmm. end up in, uh, Mercer Island, Bellevue, cross another lake, you end up in, well, you cross a few chunks of the same lake, but right, um, right. yeah, right after Bellevue is going to be Issaquah, yeah. and it's in the Cascade foothills, it's uh, next town east is going to be Twin Peaks. Oh, so, nice, okay. Yeah. It's go- It's yeah. so pretty up there, man. Every time I've ever been up there, it's just, I'm always, I, I'm always like, it's like one of those places where you go, I should move here, like every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll never, I'll never do it. But when did, um, when you grew up and stuff, I mean, how did you get involved in like uh, music and metal and, and stuff like that? I mean, was there a path for that out there for you or is it just something you kind of stumbled into? Wow. Yeah. Music was always part of me. Like my mom made me take piano lessons when I was six and seven and I hated every second of that. Um, <laughs> I wanted an instrument that I could take with me that mm-hmm. was portable 
I started playing violin in orchestras when I was 10. Oh, wow. I was in every choir that I could find my way into. Um, But metal found me when I was about nine. And my neighbor loaned me a copy of uh, Kill 'Em All Mm. and a few other tapes. Okay. 80s, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to like, age you or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I've yeah. been in LA for twenty almost right. twenty four years, and right. it's about yeah. Yeah, yeah. I anyway, feel you. I'm aging myself, but um, yeah. It was like after being in orchestra, playing classical music, and then finding this metal that just kind of had similar structures mm-hmm. that made me kind of think the same way musically. I was like, ooh. I like this. It's something I could probably toy around with, which I tortured my parents trying to play the guitar solos on the violin for months and months until I realized <laughs> it. The tuning is totally different. It's not going to work. But yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, so growing up playing violin, uh, were your parents musicians at all or they just encouraged that stuff for you? Yeah. They encouraged me to be well-rounded. Okay. And so, you know, I danced ballet. I sang in all the church choirs, not just the kids group. I was singing in like the really fancy, like, you know, orchestral version of it. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, just any chance that I could get on a stage and perform, I was going to do it. Yeah, you had that built in early, huh? Yeah, I'm a ham. Yeah. I was born a ham. I will never not be one, I guess. And you have multiple Um, sisters, I heard? I've got two sisters, the younger okay. one, four years younger, as uh, she lives in South Africa. And well, she's actually going to be moving back to the Seattle area uh, in a couple of months. Oh, really? And um, then my older sister lives in kind of also in the Puget Sound area, uh, a little bit south of where we grew up. So, yeah. Wow, that's cool. I have four sisters. It's okay. it's a whole deal, man. I got <laughs> yeah, it's insane, dude. I always talk, I always joke with them. I'm like, you guys are lucky. I'm not a fucking serial killer, though. With, okay. with torture, <laughs> they're all younger than me too. You know what I mean? So oh, it's wow. like okay. I was the oldest, trying to beat up all their boyfriends for them, and then they started dating gorillas. And I was like, well, good luck, man. They the yeah. two of them ended up pregnant at 16, and you know what I mean? You're like, and they're all good now. They're all awesome. You know what I mean? Still with Sweet. the same guys they're with and all that, but you know, it was like growing up with four sisters well three sisters and i have another half sister and right, yeah uh, holy my older sh- sister is a half sister my younger sister was in the house with me right so, right and it's it was a, the oldest but not yeah. really right right yeah it, it's just <laughs> such a trip man families are you get along good with your parents and everyone still huh now now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, now I, do. I know yeah now that i've had plenty of time out of the house and you know living yeah. on my own figuring out what on earth it was they thought they were doing putting us all into this world yeah right do you have so, any kids yeah. of your own no oh no, okay. no. well good for you uh, my boyfriend my boyfriend does but uh you know they're okay. grown. yeah um yeah in fact yeah. his son has a band uh called we are wasted and we are actually well, we were supposed to have a gig with them this weekend, but Whoa, uh, it's actually got shifted to next month. Oh, did it? Are they yeah. shutting stuff down in LA right now because of COVID? Oh my god, it's everywhere. Weird. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Like it's literally shifting moment to moment, like yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because yeah. the numbers just shot up, of course, after the holidays. Right. Um, I don't know, like a lot of bands I've been noticing are having to postpone or delay shows because one person might have caught it or 
right you know a couple yeah. of people got it or got exposed or what have you so we're kind of biting our time and biting our nails just yeah hoping that nothing falls apart and wearing masks and sanitizing and right anything we can do to stay healthy right it's so weird because ventura we're ventura it's different like i mean it's yeah. not the wild west out here they're still doing the mask and all that shit but it's not you don't have to prove a vaccine to go to a restaurant or anything like that you know what i mean so it's, mm-hmm. when i go to la i've gone to la a few times over during covid and i, I i'm just shocked at like this situation you know what i mean like to go have to drive through insanity you know what i mean to get somewhere and then have to show your vax why there's like a homeless dude shitting outside <laughs> you're like well i'm pretty sure this is like not great right i mean like, right? Dude, i have to show my vax but there's a guy taking a shit like on the corner dude like oh, yeah. this doesn't make any fucking sense around here you know oh yeah oh yeah and then there's the guy downstairs from where i work who gives himself a bath every week right there on the corner <laughs> yeah right there on the- <laughs> playing his- he could be hiding behind the gas station it's insane no he's got a better son there i guess i don't know yeah he's I don't, what it, yeah have you ever seen <laughs> la in the state that it's in like this i mean since it hasn't been this bad since the fucking 80s at least you know what i mean since i've been here it has progressively gotten stranger and stranger there are some areas that are just fine some areas right. have not changed one iota. Mm-hmm. Other areas, I'm like, am I still in the right country? Like, what just happened? Like, yeah, I I hope somebody can figure this out because right. I just had this conversation with my friend earlier. Like, everything that's been rolled out in order to deal with any of these new problems. Right it hits a dead end and there's no solving it. And it's like, okay, can we just have Batman show up and fix it all? Cause <laughs> Batman needs to come in and start fucking some people up or something. Okay. Dude. Hello. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hello. Yeah. It's, it's so wild, man. I mean, cause we are in our own community here and it's like, you have your homeless problems and stuff like that, but it's like nothing like what's going on. And, you know, I, obviously, you know, politics is the most boring fucking subject on earth really at this <laughs> point, but it's just, I, when I see what's happening out there, it makes me so glad that I'm in this little Island up 45 minutes away. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't know how I would, I don't know how I'd manage over there. You know what I mean? Cause I've done a lot of, I've been around the country a lot of times, you know what I mean? Um, and I've seen bad, bad, bad neighborhoods that you don't want to fucking get caught in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it just seems that L.A. is starting to get to be one of those places. And it's almost anywhere you go, you know, and it's, know. it's scary, man. It's just fucking scares. Me. And as a father, like, you know, I'm real hesitant on even bringing my kids out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary, but it happens here, too. You know, some guy got hacked, or knifed with a at, at a restaurant, like in front of his kids. You know what I mean? It's like not that. You know, and I'm an advocate for homeless people and getting help and mental health and all that stuff. I, course, I don't want to yeah. see anyone get hurt, but it just makes you fucking worry, man. You're like, yeah. it's just nuts. I don't know. I mean, you know, and especially to pay this much to live there to and watch and to yeah. watch your neighbor take a bath downstairs. <laughs> or yeah. your, your oh, neighbor. He's, back. he's yeah. clean again. Yeah. yeah totally. I mean, we live a few blocks away from the West LA VA hospital. Okay. And it is such a shit show around there because the homeless vets that didn't want to follow the rules were living outside. Then recently they all got swept up and moved into some other facility there. Mm -hmm. 
they they have had so many huge empty buildings on this mm-hmm. campus for so many years. Why have it taken? Why is it taking them this long? Yeah, to start moving people in and start renovating and making them useful. Um, right. I right. mean, I. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know where it's, the answers are again because there's the, the, the fucking the there is no answer. You know what yeah. I mean? There's like no easy answer to any of it. No. You know? Like I said, you know, I've been homeless. I fucking, you know, I lived in my car for weeks at a time. I grew up with no room for a long time. I had a single mom, you know, four kids, and I fucking didn't have a room for the majority of my life. I slept in the living mm-hmm. room. You know what I mean? And I understand what it's like to be fucking down and out and to literally not have help. And I know that the majority of us are a couple paychecks away from poverty, like homelessness, you know what I mean? So my heart goes out to people, you know, but also like, stay the fuck away from me, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fucking kill you. You know what I mean? But take that back behind the the gas station. Keep your ass moving this way, you know? Literally. Yeah. Yeah, It's crazy. (laughs) Um, But you actually got, you guys did a tour during COVID, right? You were one of the brave souls. How did that go? Yes, we did. It was fabulous. I mean, it was, it it wasn't that long. It was 16 days. Okay. That's perfect. That's a perfect amount of tour, by the way. 16 shows, a show every night. Mm -hmm. We went up the West coast. We crossed over, came down, uh, got witchy in Wichita for Halloween, then came back across the South area, Southern area. Okay. That's a it perfect was a loop. Thrill. Was yeah. it? Have you done any touring before that? Have you done touring? Nothing of that size with this okay. band. Um, we had done a very short mini tour, a minotaur, I called it, a <laughs> uh, four show tour back in the summer of 19. Okay. Um, shortly after I joined. But that was just, and we started that in Ventura. Oh, okay. We went to Vegas, then just came back through like San Bernardino and then finished off in Pasadena. So it wasn't oh, okay. even that much. Like a little town. weekend warrior trip. Yeah. That's yeah, perfect. totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that was fun. And that was easy on all of us, except for our van, mm. um, our old van, uh, Jean-Claude van van. I love it. I love it. Every van has the van, a name for their van. And I love it. And ours was the Vanimal. Oh, nice. It was now we've got what was it? Vanimal. Ours was the Vanimal. Yeah. It was a Dodge 318, 1990. It was an old special, uh, like a special needs school van, had kick out windows. The whole it was fucking perfect, dude. Yeah, it was incredible, dude. Yeah, now we have Macho Macho Van Bandy Savage. (laughs) Yes. Perfect, and man. this one, it I mean, it didn't even bother to overheat on this nice. trip. It was That's so beautiful. good. Yeah. yeah. And it was our little mobile home for, you know. Yeah. Do you guys have it set up good where you're like sleeping arrangements or are you guys trying to hotel it? How'd you guys do it? Well, it was great because Andrew, our manager and the guy who runs Metal Assault, you know him, um, mm-hmm. he has connections all over the place. Nice. So on all these other tours that he's gone on, he has built a network of people whose whose homes are open to vans. And for the most part, we stayed in people's homes. I think there were three nights that we used hotels. Okay. And any time that we had to park in kind of a sketchy area, at least one of us would sleep in the van. Right. And, yeah. and so, you know, it worked out pretty well. I think we all took a turn sleeping in the van at some point. Yeah. And you know, slept in people's homes around 
the wild. That's West great, man. America it was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And you, I, I mean, like I said, this is your, that was your first like legit tour. Right. So I'm sure you got a lot more ahead and that's amazing. I yeah. toured for many, I was in a band called the fucking wrath for a lot, many years. And we toured yeah. a lot. Um, we were like a, I don't know, like a thrash metal meets stoner metal band at the same time. Nice. But, um, you know, we got, we did, I did a lot of touring and it was, and it was incredible until it just wasn't anymore. You know what I mean? And mm. the sleeping on people's floors and couches and, you know, that shit, you know, we didn't do any glamorous touring whatsoever. We would get a hotel if we needed it, you know, yeah. but um, it was just, it, it is such a grind dude. And like what it really like really does is it, you, it really makes you decide whether you want to do this or not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you really have to want to fucking do it. And a lot of it I did when I was young, you know what I mean? Before I was 30, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A little mm-hmm. bit after into my mid thirties and stuff, but you know, at a certain point you're just like, I, I had two kids coming home with being gone four months at a time out of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Coming home with very yeah. little money, just having to find a job. You know? <laughs> you're like, Oh, it just, it really yeah. beats the shit out of you, man. Cause it's, so much of touring and you can detest this now is just hurry up and wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you drive 15, especially in America, it's like 14 hours to the next show. Mm-hmm. And then you show up at three o'clock and then you don't yeah. play till fucking 10. Yeah. And, and it's like, what are we going to do? Seven. It's like, okay, let's wander around this neighborhood if we can. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. Hey, don't walk right at all mm-hmm. ever yeah don't ever go that way <laughs> you can go to the liquor store and that's it you know what i mean right like, right. right man it's a trip i mean i have endless endless tour stories anything wild i mean did you guys get covid or what happened on that shit on that no. tour no one got covid no. that's good yeah nobody got covid on that tour we stayed healthy i mean i i got something but it didn't materialize until two weeks later i um i have multiple sclerosis Oh, really? I haven't had, I hadn't had an attack in well over a decade. Wow. And any attack that I had had in maybe the five years up to that were Mm -hmm. pretty mild or they're very temporary. Well, I am also a nutrition coach. So I've done a lot of study as to what I need to put in and what I shouldn't put in. And lo and behold, the very first thing that I ate, well, the last thing that I ate before my first um, attack back in 2000 mm-hmm. um, was seitan. Really? Oh, the, the, the soy gluten, shit, the wheat gluten shit. Yeah. Fake meat. Yeah. Right, right. I was so, trying to up my protein because I was right. like, you know, trying to build muscle and blah, blah, blah. Are you a vegetarian? No, I'm not. I'm not mostly... I'm mostly vegan, but I, I consider myself ovo pescatarian. Ooh, Eggs, fish, those are my animal products. For okay. The most part. All right. Okay. But, you know, 20 years with this fine young man over here and uh, living with him has expanded my palate and also reduced my patience for wanting to make multiple meals every night. So right. I am flexible. And, sure. um, I ate this stuff while we were on tour and exactly two weeks later, I got a symptom called the MS hug, which Mm. basically feels like a vice trying to enclose around your torso. Whoa. And it started, it just felt like a little soreness. Like I worked out a little too hard the next day, same thing, just a little more. 
Hmm. Next day, it felt like my ribs were trying to squeeze me, squeeze wow. my ribs. Wow, okay. But I knew in my head, once I figured out what it was, I knew in my head it was just my nerves firing. Sure. And so by the end of that week, it was over. This started actually the night before Thanksgiving. Wow. So yeah, I was out of order for, or no, the week before Thanksgiving. So I was out of order for Thanksgiving week. Wow. And I was able to get the rest that I didn't get after we got back from tour, but you know, it, if that would have happened on tour, though, that's a, that's a tour ender right there, basically. Exactly. Right? And it really yeah. dialed in like, okay, I need to be a hell of a lot more insistent on making sure that I'm eating properly. Right. You know, I'm, I had gotten to the point where I would rather just not eat anything than mm-hmm. eat something that could challenge me because I've got a lot of issues with a lot of different foods. Oh, but, okay. You know, so like, you know, a, a band shows up, you're going to feed them. What do you normally get? Pizza, right? right? Yeah. yeah. I'm allergic to milk. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, I have gotten very much like, okay, well, don't worry about me. I'll take care of myself. But too often, I didn't have enough around to take right. care of myself. Right. So I ended up eating things that weren't necessarily on my list of right. to-dos. And um, that has really dialed in my nutrition since. Yeah, um, I mean, because MS is such ready. an insane fucking thing to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially managing that on the road when it's literally your option is Taco Bell or nothing a right. lot of the times, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and it's it's so cool that you've been able to really dial it in with, with food, you know, because I think so much of us, you know, obviously this is why COVID is destroying America we're the most fat fucking humans on earth. You know what I mean? And we're the most unhealthy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So we don't think about using it as our medicine as opposed to just fuel for, you know, to silence the belly. Right. uh, You know, it's information. How long have you been dealing with MS? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. I was diagnosed May of 2000. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I was what? 23 I'd had a mini stroke and I woke up dizzy one morning and I went to the ER they're like oh well let's put you through a cat scan and see what's going on Mm. came through the cat scan they're like well either you've had a stroke or you have MS let's put you through an MRI and we'll find out two days later a week later they're like yep here you go the MRI says you got MS but let's do a spinal tap just to be sure yeah but um I initially went on medication because I knew nothing about this disease. Right. Yeah. And most people don't. I mean, yeah. you know, most people don't, you know, and as I all you hear is it, that it's a death sentence most of the time, you know what I mean? Right. Eventually, which you know? it's not. It's just a quality of life threatening. Right. It's not, right. It's not life threatening. Yeah. It's quality of life threatening. Totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I went off the medication about two and a half years in because it was giving me more negative side effects than the disease was. Wow. And I took a dietary approach and got in the best health and best shape of my life wow. doing that. Became a nutrition coach, you know, been able to help some friends out here and there. Um, but because it's so, it's so, but the, the type that I have is called relapsing remitting. So it comes and goes. Okay. And it's so unpredictable. Wow. You can go a decade without any inkling of it. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, it's like, Meh. It's and like the herpes of MS. It just flares <laughs> <Right>? up. <laughs> of the of the autoimmune <laughs> yeah, community. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's another thing. They claim that it could be come from that. Whoa. I mean, okay. it co- could come from a very, one of the many yeah, strains or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Science. Like, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know crazy. where it came from. Wow. Nobody in my family has it. Really? So you it's know? not hereditary at all? Nothing no. like that. Wow. And, but no, it's amazing you you've been able to on, manage but... it like that. Yeah. 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 Cause my, my I wife went through. Yeah. Well, my, my wife had breast cancer like eight years ago. Right. Mm. Very, we were two kids, very young, just fucking, you know, so stressed. And obviously she's fine and she got through it all chemo radiation, all that stuff. But I remember being like, so shocked that I'd asked the doctors, like, what can we do? Like dietary, is there a nutritionist we can talk to? Is there not that I think food's going to save the day, you know what I mean? But at least what would like helps mitigate help this. You. And they, they had no fucking answers, like zero answers. I know yeah. it was insane. Like, you know, so they're like, just, you know, eat whatever you want, whatever makes you feel good. I'm like, that doesn't wow. seem right. You know what I mean? But then wow. we met people that enduring treatment that, you know, were had been vegans for 20 fucking years, 30 years, the healthiest people you'd ever seen. And they have it, you know what I mean? And like, and you just don't know it's curtailed to your body, your DNA, your genetics, Exactly. you know what I mean? So the fact that you've been able to crack the code and figure that out is like pretty incredible, you know, at least, yeah, I mean, you know, well, so what is it largely? Is it like fruit, fruits and veggies, like decent meat, it's stuff like that? A lot of vegetables. It's the occasional organ meats. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I have I have rekindled my love for liver. Oh, so me. good. I know I'm with I you. Don't. I love that. Okay, shit. good. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and just keeping it clean and focusing on keeping inflammation at bay. Right. That's it's inflammation, right? That's what it is. Inflammation, inflammation is the death. Inflammation of the um the systems around the uh the immune system attacking your nervous system. Right. So I just basically try to protect my nerves. I try to heal my nerve endings, mm-hmm. uh, try to heal the myelin that coats my brain, which right. is that fatty, you know, coating. Mm-hmm. People say don't eat fat. No, you need fat. You need you it. Yeah. Most of your brain is made of that. Right. Um, you know, just a lot of ginger, a lot of garlic, a lot of turmeric, a lot of things that quiet inflammation, especially yeah. if you're stressed out. Try not to be stressed out. Right. Try to stay hydrated. Try not to drink too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah, it's always a struggle. Yeah. That's that's so cool. I mean, I mean, but it is a, it's a, it's a real. You know, I had I had a couple of friends that we'd go on tour with that had like real like autoimmune disease like issues. You know what I mean? And and it, it was always a fucking problem. You know, but like I said, we were grimy touring you eat what you can eat when you can eat it, you know, and you're lucky that someone made you a fucking bowl of pasta at someone's right. house, you know, and they don't give yeah. a shit. Like, like if it was my mom, my mom thinks vegetarians still eat chicken. You know what I mean? Like she has no fucking, <laughs> she'd like offer all my friends chicken, chicken pasta. And I'm like, they don't eat meat. She's like, it's chicken. You know, right. <laughs> right. Like, people were so, not fucking, red. Yeah. <laughs> they're so clueless about their own food. You know what I mean? Oh. It's sad. Yeah. Man. Does well, any I mean, of that community too? I you know, know it has is not bad. been educated on 
nutrition and how much we can do because you can't charge for that. Right. The pharmaceutical industry has them over a barrel. So if they can't recommend something that, you know, they have to go to the pharmacy and buy for six arms and three legs, you know, they're not going to recommend it so much. That was the saying when my wife went through cancer is there's no money in cures. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's no money treatment, in it. Treatment, there's, treatment, it's all treatment. You know? you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just Keep stuck the you full of coming. Yeah, totally, man. Keep those copays coming in. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's fucking brutal. Now, does any of um, I was thinking I've been listening. I've been jamming the record for a while, obviously. You know what I mean? Um, which Yay. I love. I mean, I just I love your approach on voc- vocally, like pure, clean vocals. You know what I mean? Because in the Doom yeah. community, I, do you consider you guys a Doom band? I mean, how do you yeah. guys? Is that what well, it we is? Consider okay. it acid doom. So it's yeah. like a bit of acid rock, a bit of acid jazz. There's some classical thrown in there, but right. the vibe is and the mentality is the doom. It's element. still it's heavy. Like, yeah. It's still, yeah. It's heavy. It's dark. Yeah. It's Black Sabbath with vocals by Eartha Kitt. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I see, <laughs> I hear so much soul in the vocals, you know what I mean? Especially with uh, your stuff, you know what I mean? Compared to, and I'm a big, my wife's a massive soul R&B fan. And I've always, you know, wow. we, we, we met in record stores. We worked in a record store. That's how we met. So we're massive, like just general music fans. You know, I was a psycho punk, like metal kid, but, and she's just, she loves Nita Simone and every fucking, oh, wow. you know, every soul singer that you could possibly imagine you now. Yeah. And um, I always appreciated it because the roots of rock and roll are based in soul, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I love your approach to everything. It's just, it's so, it yeah, is yeah. refreshing to see a doom band really go for the clean singing and no, I was like waiting the whole record to be like, is there a yell? Is there a scream? Cause I've been screaming Wait for, for the 30 next years. album. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I've been screaming for 30 years and I've got that right. down. But if you were to ask me to sing something, I'd be fucking out. You know what I mean? Like I can't, there's no way not to save my kids lives. I don't think I could belt out a good tune. You know what I mean? But I could yell yeah. as louder than anyone ever met, you know? Yeah. Um, there's some so, screaming on the next album for sure. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's perfect. That's good. And how far are you guys into the new record? I mean, we've pretty much composed the whole thing. We are finishing lyrics on two of the songs right now, or I am finishing lyrics on two of the songs right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're just dialing it all in and making sure we know all the new stuff. Yeah. When, when you hear the music, do you refer to any of that old, like as far as tempo and all that stuff with Doom, it's it's a lot of like, it's almost like swing beats, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you refer, like, does anything spark you when you hear that stuff as far as like vocal patterns or anything for, to come like, like old soul music or anything like that, R and B or anything like that? Or do you just go off? What are you going off of when you're hearing the music? Cause your I'm vocal patterns are like right there, right there. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, well, first of all, my, I'm, I'm a metal kid. I'm right. a rock and roll kid that grew right. up with pop and metal. And then, there was the classical thing. Then there was like, you know, just the radio rock. But mm-hmm. the R&B stuff and the old soul stuff, it was lurking back there, but I mm-hmm. never dialed into it. You know, okay. I was never really into it other than what I had to sing in school, vocal jazz groups. Right. Um, you know, forever a fan of Billie Holiday, for sure. Right. Um, but like... You know, I, what I heard from my parents is like, okay, well, my dad always quizzed me 
on mm. who was singing when he was listening to the radio. So I had to know what Nat King Cole's voice sounded like versus Frank Sinatra versus blah, blah, blah. But I never sought any of that out right. myself. So I'd say <laughs> some of the most soulful vocalists that I tend to emulate in any way mm-hmm. tend to be like, oh, I don't know, Lane Staley. Okay. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of James Hetfield that shows up in my vocals. Sure. Um, just because that's Metallica was what brought me into metal yeah. and influenced so much of you know what I do. But um, yeah. Yeah, you got to start working most- on your yeahs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That shows up. That that has already showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even on the first single that I did with uh-huh. the guys, uh, Bloody mm-hmm. Feathers. It wasn't until we finished the recording and then one of the guys was like, yeah, you got all those Hetfield yeahs in there. Great. And I was like, wait, what? And I listened through it. I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm do doing that. that. I do do that, don't I? Yeah, that's awesome, though. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to do it. I mean, you got to throw a couple in there, you know, throw some haze, throw some fucking yeahs, totally. some grunts, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, it is. And now, like, lyrically and stuff, are you, do you write the majority of the lyrics at this point? I mean yes yeah that's yes. good yeah because yeah. taking yeah, over I've... taking over after another singer leaves a band it, you know it is it is like a right because the the other singer the previous one stepped down i don't i don't know exactly Correct. what happened i mean i hope it's all yeah. good you know Copacetic. yeah it is i mean i um it was funny because i had actually first seen um old blood at the viper room okay. on march 16th of 2019 Oh, okay. I've been playing a lot of Irish music with my Irish boyfriend. And so I was like, okay, I need to get out, get some metal in my head. Right. I play fiddle. Uh, right. Yeah. That's, that's what Bill, yeah. Bill said. Uh, she's an incredible violinist. That was, you know. <laughs> I, you know Thanks, yeah. Bill. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's all, dude, she's so rad. Incredible that's, violinist. I was like, all right, well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I went out and I was at the Viper and I saw this band. I've been hearing about them. I was like, I got to check them out like two songs into it I was like I'm hooked I'm obsessed like I gotta hear more and I left and I just had them going in the car went to pick up my friend I was like you gotta hear this song you gotta hear this band they're amazing I just saw them two weeks later I get a message via Facebook messenger from um Tom Chandler who Mm -hmm. ended up producing Acid Doom Okay. He was like, have you heard what happened to Old Blood? And I was like, oh no, what happened? They're great. I just saw them two weeks ago. He's like, the singer just quit. Mm. And I was like, who do I talk to? He's like, <laughs> yeah, get on the horn to Andrew. He's managing yeah. them. Let them know you're interested. You know, set it up soon because I know they're holding auditions. So I got in touch with Andrew, you know, got my date for the audition, went in less than a week later, I guess. And I did pretty well the first yeah. time in. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so I came home. I drank a little champagne to celebrate my just putting myself out there. And uh, then later, like before I was even done with the glass, I get a message saying, you know, could you come back and learn the rest of the songs? We want to hear you again. So I'm like, woohoo, call back. And I go back in about another week later bombed the first song like my brain was still stuck on the freeway somewhere 
Right, right. And then I just kept going through it, finished them. Then at the end, they were like, so if we asked you to come back, do you think you could come back and do it off book, you know, without the lyrics in front of you? I was like, yeah, no worries, no problem. Let's go. Uh I was like, okay, cool. Another call back. Get home, have my champagne. This time I turned off the phone before I went to bed. Mm. Woke up the next morning. There was a message that had been sent probably about 15 minutes after I turned off the phone. Sure. Saying, welcome to Old Blood. Oh, that's cool. That's such and... a nerve wracking thing, man. Okay. Yeah. Totally. I've, I've joined a couple bands and like as a guitar player, you're like, you know, <laughs> just don't know, you know, but to be the front, the singer, the vocalist, the mate, you know what I mean? It's like, that's gotta be a terrifying feeling, you know, it's, and no one ever feels like they nailed it. You know what I mean? Right. Like no. your word as musicians were, there's literally nothing anyone could say to me that I'm going to hadn't, hadn't said to myself about a performance. You know what I mean? We're our own worst critics, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So to walk out and feel, I mean, you could feel okay about it. You know what I mean? Are you, yeah. are you a person that allows yourself to feel okay after a show or are you very hard on yourself or shit like that? I'm harder on myself after the fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But or I get nervous after the fact because I'm like, oh, God, I just did all this. I just, you know, threw my soul all over the place and opened my heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, they're my lungs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what What do they think? What are they going to say right. after the fact? And I just kind of like to retreat into a corner and, you know. But yeah. now I have to talk to the people and I can do that. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm always really stoked when we get a good response. So Right. I mean, a lot, a lot of it is based on response, right? But I've met many, many musicians that no matter what the fucking response is, they are bummed and then on themselves and they flubbed three notes in a 45 minute set. And you're like, dude, how are you like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing here? You know, like guys that would just beat the shit out of themselves. You know what I mean? I've never <laughs> been that guy. I'm like, look, man we had a fucking guy dive off the stage into the crowd a couple of times. Like people were stoked. Some pa- the, the security guard got punched. So that's a good night. You know what right. I mean? You're like fucking perfect. You know, I kicked some guy off the stage from his head. It's all good. Yeah. Like that was a good show. Yeah. People were fucking stoked, you know, but yeah. some people literally cannot like get past it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a trip, but being the new person in a band stepping in, filling, you know, bigger shoes, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's gotta be terrifying. So when did you feel like, you really started to come into your own, like as far as it goes with writing new material or? I'd say so. I'd say for sure. Writing the new stuff. We, I mean, all of the music for Acid Doom had already been composed prior to me joining. Oh, that's nice. So it just needed lyrics. Okay. And I think there were, I don't remember how many songs so there was only one off of the album that I didn't completely rewrite, but okay. um, everything else, you know, I just dove in and it happened pretty quickly. The first two songs that I wrote, I was able to make them really good, really quick. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And there were a couple that I struggled with and like this album, uh, the next album, there's a couple that I'm really, you know, having to dig deep on and, try to find the time to get quiet enough to make right. sense of the music right you know and make it translate it's so yeah. hard for me because lyrics for me I've, I've been the singer for all of my bands they are the dead fucking last thing that comes to me 
Uh, it's so it, I have to grind to get lyrics out. And I'm always generally happy when I do it, but it really does take that time to sit down and fucking be quiet with yourself and just write and write and write. You know what I mean? Like, do you have like for me, I can't write unless I'm under a deadline or I have pure chaos in my life. Like the best times I've ever written music were when I was changing a job, having another kid fucking, you know what I mean? Like working on the freeways, you know, at night, you know what I mean? Screaming at people, calling them assholes. And now I can write lyrics, you know what I mean? It's monsters everywhere. Fucking all good. It's flowing out of me. But when my life is good, it's the hardest time to, for me to create. It's really weird. I don't, or do you, do you, do you actively write all the time or do you wait for like a deadline? Deadlines help for sure. They help me really dial in and shut out the noise. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm always writing. Like if a phrase floats through my brain at some point, like in the middle of like a Pilates class, I'll be like, hang on a second. Oh, you write it down. That's awesome. Yeah. Shove it in my pocket. And then when I do have the time to sit down and write, I pull all those little scraps of paper out. I start to, you know, put them on one page and see what gets massaged in. And if I use it, I check it off. If I don't, it's still on the page. I can waiting for another song yeah so do you 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 got a big book essentially yeah i've got a a tome of wayward lyrics do you write on on like a theme like a specific theme ever or is it always like a word a phrase a type of thing and then you build off of that because i had to write i had to largely write on theme like yeah like all you know metal shit like everything's monsters and death and it's usually a metaphor for something you know what i mean like politically you know whatever it is you know what i mean whether whatever it means to you it sounds like fucking barbarians storming the gate but really it's your own mind that you're talking about you know what i mean um do you write on theme or do you write is it a little bit about everything it's a little bit of everything because sometimes the music will give me a theme Mm -hmm. in the head and then i'll start writing and then the lyrics that i want to use just don't work period right so i have to just say okay what is there room for what does this music make me feel other than that you know abuse of power theme or whatever it is like mm-hmm. um there's a song on the next album that starts off it sounds like sirens like just the opening riff reminds mm-hmm. me of sirens okay and so it became about you know cops and things and right um but it, it gave me very specific imagery but um you know the music starts it yeah the rhythm might do it Mm -hmm. the riffs might do it it might just be a a mood um i remember when i was writing orbit Mm -hmm. was it orbit yeah um that was on april 15th so it was tax day right right after the ides of march it was (laughs) the ides of april and I came downstairs, I was about to sit down and start writing, and I was going to turn off the TV, and I look up, and I saw that Notre Dame was burning. Right. It, it broken in, and it's like, oh, there's a fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. And so I just left that image up there, put it on the right. end, started working. It's mm-hmm. the end, the, ver- the bitter end. Can't comprehend right. this fiery reflection. Mm-hmm. And it just kept coming. Just yeah. as long as I kept that image up there. Yeah, just like kept that pouring whole out. Doom and gloom kind of yeah. like crumbling of structures mm-hmm. just kind of became a theme. And then I realized later how prophetic it was about like 2020. 
but uh, <laughs> yeah 2020 2021 2022 yeah. probably <laughs> well like, yeah we're I there mean, man 20, this yeah. year is not just two years after 2020 mm. it's 2022 yeah right well <laughs> you know, right. we're doing yeah. it all over again i know it's so. it feels wild man i just you know i I've, i'm a i've said this a thousand times i'm a child of the apocalypse like i've been apocalypse has been in my mind i got it tattooed all over my arms i'm fucking you know what i mean like i've always been i've been raised for the end of the world you know what i mean like from yeah. being a young kid just fucking blowing shit up in the desert to figuring out how to find water and you know what i mean like i just i've always seen it coming and every year i'm like this is the year this is it yeah. you know what I mean? and it never yeah. comes you know and now yeah. having kids I have to have hope, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that's changed my whole entire perspective over the last, you know, 15, 12, 13 years now, you know? Wow. And, uh, and you're just like now trying to find hope is like my fucking hardest, my hardest mission at this point. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. cause I want, I don't want my kids to go through the apocalypse that's built into my brain. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure these little fuckers ain't going to make it. You know what I mean? They're fucking, <laughs> If you're you know? thinking about all that stuff already, you're already thinking about the way out. You're already thinking about the safe room. Yeah. I know where all the running water is in the desert, dude. I'm fucking good. I we can live in some caves, we can do whatever. But, there you go. You know, I well, just it's it's hard to like have hope, you know what I mean? And and what metal has always done for me is given me that outlet, you know, to to create, to get those feelings out and use it metaphor for political whatever you know obviously this you know 2021 was insane year politically you know what i mean yeah um yeah you know as any of that stuff kind of making it into the new the george floyd yeah i it has to right yeah yeah the the the, uh the song that starts off sounding like sirens Mm -hmm. is the george floyd song um we've got uh i mean i don't want to go too deep into it there's a lot of well abuse of power as kind of an overarching theme but we've got historical stuff like way way historical stuff that's referenced um we've got futuristic stuff that's referenced we've got current events that are referenced i mean it's it shows up in so many different ways and so many different flavors that you could listen to this album and not realize that it's all about the same kind of thing. Right. Right. But, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's a, a t- test to you though. You know what I mean? Cause lyrically yeah. you can write the same fucking song over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, you know, for you and to be I able don't to want to hear myself do that. I, right. And <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, and it's, it uh, eventually there's bands that have done that same theme for 10 albums. Just, you know what I mean? It's, you know, listen, I, and I'm uh, not to, grind on the grindcore community but it's like how many butchered babies do we really need you know <laughs> okay. what i mean like you know what i mean yeah. or whatever the fuck you know corpses right. and this and that it's like that shit that's when it gets old but lyrically when someone pulls it together in a creative way that's what catches my attention most of the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean um yeah that's a trip um i wanted to ask uh you know since obviously a woman in metal uh how are people weird to you does that i mean does that any of that ever translate to you because the metal community isn't the most pc fucking people most of the time i know you guys are in kind of a special you know the doom community is is much more inclusive it feels like you know what i mean but yeah. you ever experienced any weird shit so far since you've been singing for them or anything like that 
Not with this band. I mean, I feel like the metal community has always been pretty welcoming with the exception of certain like, you know, yeah. niche subgenres. But even then, right. if you're showing up and you're digging the music. Right. What can right. they say? Right. Um, I've been, a, I've always liked to show up where I'm least expected. Mm-hmm. And I like to do what's least expected of me when I arrive. So, That's... you know, I I grew up in Seattle in a very, a community that looked nothing like this. Okay, um, yeah. And so I've always been used to just doing my own thing and fuck mm-hmm. begrudgers, like whatever. Well, like, it's I'm also like, it's it. not your responsibility to make anyone to make anybody feel not right exactly you know what i mean like that's yeah you know in the punk community it's a big you know it's a big deal you know what i mean all that stuff because out here in oxnard you know with the nardcore stuff it's like everyone you know will go out of their way to make people feel comfortable in the middle community it's like oh fuck you you know like people are just fucking weird sometimes you know and it's like and you don't you know but it is you know with especially with like all the critical race theory and everything that's coming to light and all this stuff now it's like you know, it, it is really, it's not your job to make people feel comfortable, but I wonder if people act weird around you at all. Cause it's just something they're not, you know what I mean? I mean, you're a badass fucking singer, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it has happened in the past, but I just kind of leave them in their corner when they realize how badass I am. And right. You know, next thing you know, I've got a new friend sometimes like I remember right. in Colorado Springs, we were playing, it was the night before Halloween and there was, a, and I didn't know if it was a Halloween costume or what, but there was a right. dude in the crowd that looked so skinheady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was giving me what I thought was stink eye mm-hmm. for the very first half of the show. And he was just locked eyes the whole time. Yeah. Second half of the set, he starts to smile. He's mm-hmm. moving around a little bit. Show ends. He comes over and hits on me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm okay." I guess. <laughs> yeah, was this a weird fantasy? What the fuck's oh, going on around here? A drink. I was like, <laughs> yeah, "I don't know what's going on." But <laughs> hey, so weird. and now I've got a new friend. Like, yeah, that's good. You man. know, yeah, I had a, I had a weird since then. <laughs> dude, I've had a weird, I had a weird incident happen to me on tour once. We were playing somewhere in the south, and uh, we were playing. It was like a community center or something. And uh, there was we were as we were playing, there was this like homeless dude who happened to be a black guy, right? Who was in the show. And I guess they let him come in all the time or whatever. And it's no big deal. Um, But he's like, keeps jumping on my mic, like in the middle of the set, you know, which is already like, I'm already weird about my stage space. I don't want you fucking on my stage. You know what I mean? Like get off the fucking stage. And we're not on a stage. We're on the floor, but he's talking to the mic and he's doing all this shit. And so as we're playing this, big giant fucking skinhead looking dude walks up to me and whispers in my ear he goes hey he just rubbed his hand down his asshole and and smeared it on your mic and so now i'm fucking pissed i didn't know who the guy was i just like right. hear this in my ear right right and so i get on the mic and i rip this dude in a, a fucking apart you know what i mean like i not i'm not saying anything crazy i'm just saying hey motherfucker get the fuck out of here you know yeah after the show, the people that are running the show are like, you're a racist, dude. Blah, blah, blah. You kick this guy. And I'm like, I'm like, excuse. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to look this guy fucking just this guy whispers in my ear some wild shit. Comes to find out this dude is like a neo-Nazi who is just like trying to start shit. 
know what I mean? So he comes up to me after the show and he's fucking the neo-Nazi guy that the, the homeless dude's gone at this point, you know, and now I'm like deeply embarrassed. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, dude, I'm an avid, I punched a lot of skinheads, dude. It's one of, it was one of my favorite things to do for a long time. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. and I had nothing to do with that. It just, I thought this guy literally did something weird to my microphone, you know, but the other guy played, you. but yeah, this other fucking skinhead dude, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. this place. I'm fucking out. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, that shit is it gets weird sometimes. You know what I mean? And you're like, fuck, man, I don't know how to navigate this. You know, it's it, you know, and I look like a racist. I look white, big white guy with a beard, like, you know, in any normal situation, it's like, fuck, man. you know, you're just like, it's so weird, man. You know, um, but I just wonder I, if I shit, say you look like a racist. Well, you look like to a you, bear to me, but you know, I know, but you know, <laughs> to a normal fucking, you know, you know, it's just. It's just it's, fucking crazy. It is crazy. weird, though. Yeah, I mean, I I am used to being the only chocolate chip floating around wherever <laughs> I am for the most part. So, right, right. I'm used to being looked at funny. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm also good at deflecting. Right. You no, know? I'm good at seeing it coming and being able to deter any aggression. Yeah. Totally. Or if there is any, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah yeah totally yeah it's it, it's a weird world man i just after touring this whole country so many times you run into every fucking walk of life you know and you're just like yeah and we're going know. to the south on this next oh trip. yeah so i'm kind of like hmm yeah i'm looking forward to new york um, right yeah, right it's it's like i i'm seeing parts of the country that i never thought i would have a reason to get to right so i'm enjoying that education that experience yeah so it's a, time, you know we've got a lot of minorities in our in our crew right you know? right and we're we kind of go in a little bit like okay are we gonna be okay here like yeah. just be impeccable don't have anything that right. anybody can call you on don't you know don't bring that joint with you from california right like, yeah. going to texas or whatever right um but i uh I'm curious to see how things oh, are. I think like, you'll be pleasantly like, surprised. Atlanta I mean, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those hubs are incredible. Atlanta, Savannah, fucking anywhere, you know, uh, there's so many, I've, I've been shocked everywhere I've went, you know, I've had some weird shit happen. And also we were irresponsible assholes. We used to sell weed on tour. We used to uh, fucking, I mean, we were psychos dude. <laughs> like back in the day, I don't know how I didn't land up in jail like a thousand right. times. You know what I mean? We were fucking we were such huge stoners. We toured with a volcano. You know, this is in the early two thousands, <laughs> dude. Like we were fucking smoking weed on tour. We were in oh, parties. You know what I mean? They would smoke our California weed and fucking people were passing out and shit. You know what I mean? It was, it was not because California weed in like Oh five was next level compared to whatever the fuck they got. Exactly. in Virginia. You know what I mean? yep. um, but you're going to be, I, I can't wait for you to experience it. Cause it's, it's something that I wish more, more people got to experience, you know, like they, so many people literally have like maybe three, four, five States under their belt by the time they're I know. 50 fucking years old. You know what I mean? And they right. never experienced anything. And that's where a lot of the ignorance comes from because you only see what's happening in your, in your little direct backyard. Right. And it's like, yeah. when you really get out there, man, it's, we're all the fucking same, you know, everyone's trying to live. Everyone's trying to have a good night. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it, it is yeah. really, really pleasant. I've had some, un, the most un, unpleasant experiences I've had have been in bigger cities. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. just the variables get insane. You know what I mean? Yeah, like because there's more of them. There's just more. <laughs> yeah, there's more variables for. You know, I remember we showed up to my friend's house in New York. Our first show we were ever going to play in New York. And this guy lives in, I don't Brooklyn somewhere. He lives. He's paying like a thousand dollars a month to sleep in a closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he calls us and he goes, "Hey man, you guys almost here?" And we're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, make sure you don't have any gold on you." And I'm like, "What the fuck would we have gold?" No, like I'm thinking like chains or like something weird. Right. And he's like, no, dude, like don't don't have anything yellow. Like don't no clothes, no nothing. I'm like, why? He's like, well, because the Latin kings rule this neighborhood and they'll fucking kill you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. OK, cool, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is nice. You know, like, yeah. and you know, just neighborhoods that are, you know, but when you see. I don't know, just when you see what the real world is like and the amount of real poverty you know, that, that people go through and live through in like Detroit and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's just a fuck. it's unreal. And it's the most eye-opening experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Cause you really realize like, we're all, we all are in this together. And some people didn't have a fucking chance from the second they got started. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like not even a chance to get out of this shit, you know, and it's touring has offered me that one wild thing is, is perspective, you know, and it's, It's incredible. I'm I'm stoked for you to even see it, you know. Are you guys yeah, doing a I mean, full I, US in March? We are going to be going across the bottom, up the east coast, and then back across the top and down through the west coast. So yeah, it's going to be full US. Big, yeah, one big loop uh with a few little peaks. You know, I think we're going to go back to Salt Lake City. Okay. Salt Lake City. We had a yeah. blast there and we're going to play the same place which we were the first band ever to get an encore at this bar. Really? What? Where did you guys play in Salt Lake? What? Uh, Aces High Saloon. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Great bar. Great yeah. people. Like shitty beer, but that's it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shit beer, man. Well, yeah. they did have some pretty potent IPAs on. No, that, that's you know yeah. what though. I, it is has changed because when we toured yeah. there, you couldn't get. They didn't have anything that was yeah. over four percent. You know what I mean? And then you couldn't couldn't buy shit on sunday it was like so wild when yeah. we were there. But i went through there recently with my kids we did a yellowstone trip and i i was shocked at the the breweries they had through there i was like "Ooh, this yeah. is nice you know yeah but yeah that's a full u.s what are you five weeks six weeks uh that one's gonna be 24 or 27 days 24 nice. days some yeah. days off for driving and stuff one day off oh man off. <laughs> who's the driver do you have a driver or is it you guys yes we do we've got a man of all trades he drives he operates our sound and our lights during is it, the show is it andy is it andy You're no andy. no oh, okay. this is no i know andrew's in the in the in the seat next to me like at, constantly at work yeah uh, ron ron eiselstein is our that's awesome you know to have a driver is the... incredible man i mean oh yeah because I, yeah. I've done so many of those just drives, you know, y'all 20 hours, guys, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. You know, well, I'm stoked for you guys. Out, he's like, okay, wheels are up at 630 tomorrow. Wheels up at 1030, whatever it is. He calls it. We got to be ready. Yeah. That's amazing. As, um, are you guys any, there's no like talks of postponing anything or anything because of COVID or it's, it's all, I figured by March we're ready to roll, right? I really hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. I mean, just the shows that we have scheduled for this weekend are starting to look a little iffy. We've had to move 
some other bands around or other bands are dropping off of the rosters and it's mm-hmm. like what's going on so yeah i'm i'm holding my breath when walking past large groups of people and um keeping my hands clean and taking right. my vitamins and just yeah. focused on getting to that stage because those two shows also are the only shows we've got scheduled for like in the la area right I've got so many friends who want to come see us, but they're not going to go any place past like West Hollywood. So even the Universal City show is almost asking a lot for them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah of course. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's um, Pasadena, you know, it's it's kind of a trek for anybody who lives over here on the West Side. It's right, like, oh, right. Go all the way out there. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go all the way out there. I yeah. I know LA is such a weird, you know, cause it's like, if it's more than 20 miles, everyone's like, no, oh, I can't, that's insane. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> like, which dude. a lot of people would have thought that I would have said the same thing about joining this band. Right. Because rehearsals are out in Pomona. Oh my you God. Know? You're going to Pomona to rehearse. Twice oh, you really week. want it. You really want it then. I yeah. know. But oh my besides, God. That, that, that two and a half to three and a half hours on the road on Thursday evenings. <laughs> That's just become my own personal little like, okay, I don't have to go anywhere else. Right. I'm in my box. I don't, right. I can make a phone call if I want to. I can listen to podcasts. I can practice. Right. I can listen to music, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. The driving is at a time, you know, on tour. And especially when you, it is the only downtime I get, you know, as a father, like I'll just go yeah. for a drive. My wife's like, are you, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go for a yeah. drive. It's quiet. Yeah. I don't have to do shit. You know? I love it. You know? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a fan of that. My dad, I think I got, I got that from my dad. Cause he used to do that. Like, yeah, it's kind Sunday of a dad after- thing now. I, I mean, yeah. you know, it's as a dad, it's like, that's the only, you know, Louis CK had an incredible joke where it was like the only real piece you get is that three seconds from when you close the door after putting your kids in to walking around the car to get in the yeah. other side. You know? I was like, it never made more sense until I had that had kids, totally. you know, and I was like, I just close the door and just like, I'm smiling, but like tears are coming down my right. face. I'm like, ah, I I love love <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so the shows are this weekend though. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this will pot, this will come right after. So for the record, the shows are incredible, right? This will come out right after that. Um, okay. so we'll just say for the okay. record, the shows are incredible and you guys got yes. all the money you need to go on tour and there you guys you are go. fucking stoked, right? Yeah. We've got a bunch scheduled for January. So, oh, that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got every Saturday in January, I believe. Oh, wow. And then, um, this Friday. Yeah. And then we've got, um, and then the big fest in February, February, right? right. Yes, yeah. I'm so but... bummed. We can't play it. We were supposed to play on yeah. Sunday, but. You know, like I said, three of us have kids and two of them are divorced and uh, it's a fucking it is what it is. You just can't do it, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah, so um, but yeah, we're we're going to be there doing some podcast shit as well. OK, good. So that'll be good. So, Andrew, we're doing our job. Band will be there. So <laughs> right there you go. Yeah, we're Andrew, Andy, we're Andrew. We're doing our job. We're promoting the fest nice. uh, 12th and 13th. Right. Lancaster. Yeah. Yes. On out, dude. They're Palmdale. Palmdale. That's same shit. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, you know. Lancaster. But yeah, it's a <laughs> Pompton. I mean, they call I, it Pompton. There you go. I love <laughs> yeah. that venue. I love it's amazing. that venue. That stage is killer. I know. Um, the sound's the not bad. Yep. Yeah. It is the great. The staff it, is great. That's yeah. where I actually spent a big majority of my time 
between Trona and when I was a kid, I moved to Roseman, which is another yeah. subsect. So I, I spent the majority of my childhood out there. My dad still lives okay. in Palmdale, you know what I mean? And all that. So okay. I'm out there yeah. all the time. I, but I was, yeah. there was never a place like that ever when I was a kid, you know right. what I mean? There was just, it's such a cool spot, man. Trans, transplant breweries killer you know we played there and i was i was fucking shocked at how nice it was because every show i've ever played in lancaster is ended in pure violence like <laughs> security guards are getting hit with bottles fucking yeah. riots stomping cars into the floor it's been i mean it's always fun but it's yeah. chaos like most it's of the time yeah know? exactly yeah, it's, it's gonna hurt it's yeah. Fun. yeah a lot of gnarly <laughs> shit goes on and we were such stoners we'd just be in the van like you know watching the fucking show you know i mean rarely did i ever have any part in it but um yeah, yeah well, it got should a be bunch good. of friends that live out there so it'll be cool um yeah. that night too the lineup for the 13th yeah i mean really I it's great we have Wade vader on there now it's like what these yeah. are all like all my buddies yeah and then the night before i kind of want to go the night before too because i know yeah well the good news is out. it's like an hour away right from you guys hour and a half hour 15 yeah yeah Yeah. about the same yeah it's not not a bad drive you know so true uh well i appreciate you coming on (laughs) i don't think i'll have a voice if i go saturday and sunday right right yeah well i i really appreciate you coming on the pod uh thanks it was a pleasure to meet you you know eventually yeah, great you know? to meet you and i'm looking forward to meeting you in person and right. say hi to bill for me yeah well i'll at least see <laughs> you in february yeah yes, yeah sure. he's around that old fuck he's fucking still <laughs> around but uh all right well yeah we'll talk to you soon uh a pleasure thanks for coming on the pod